Yo, what's good, people? This is Sports Debate Tuesday. Yo, it's been a minute. My boy Robbie, welcome back. Buckle your seatbelts, people. Strap in. The episode starts right now. Rob McLean. I have a question for you before we get started on our subject matter. Who is the punter for the Buffalo Bills? You don't know who he is, right? You don't know who he, he is. Right? Know I know. Yeah, look, you don't know who he is. I know who he is. Okay, he's Matt Hawk. Uh, um, but you don't know who he is because they scored on every single possession. They scored on. Yeah, he could have just stayed in the hotel. Yo, Buffalo's cold, man. Buffalo is cold. It was brick. I think it was like one degree out there Fahrenheit. I don't even know. I mean, and, and felt, looked like it was dropping. But my team, the Buffalo Bills, scored on every single possession. Well-coached game, and, and my man Bill Belichick, looking like the emperor with his hoodie, uh, got ousted the way his team should have. He coached them up. They overachieved, and everyone thought that they had a shot at going to the Super Bowl. And at the end of the day, they were who we thought they were. All right? Hey, this is Sports Debate Tuesday, along with my man, Rob, keep it, McLean, McLean. I'm Jason DeBiss. I'm your host with the most, and welcome. This is another episode of Sports Debate Tuesday, where we're going to talk about some football, maybe a little NBA, mixed martial arts, maybe do a repair and replace with tennis, you know, Djokovic in the, in the Australian Open. But first, Rob, <laughs> first things first, the elephant in the room. The, 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 first of all, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you know what's coming next. When they win, we got to talk about them. When they lose, we got to talk about them. It's two days later. This is a sports debate Tuesday, and everybody's still talking about the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, what a great weekend in football, okay? The league had their, their first Monday night game, and we were glad because it would have been hard to cram all that football into just two days. So three days is really good, all right? Um, seven teams, uh, six games. So we had an extra pick six for the weekend, Rob. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get our results because right now it's just you and me, mano a mano. And the big question has been asked on every sports talk show. And because of that, I, I really wanted to go another route. But since it keeps rearing its ugly head everywhere we go, let's talk about America's team. And I'm using that term loosely, the Dallas Cowboys. They lost to the San Francisco 49ers 23-17. to 17. The Niners were run heavy, dominating time of possession in the first half and hung on to win. But no one is talking about the Niners win, Rob. Everybody's talking about the Cowboys' loss. And since everybody's talking about it, and it's a sports debate show, here's the question. I talked enough. The floor is yours, Rob. The question is, who is to blame for this loss? Well, uh, on, a, on a short note, you know, you got to give it up to the defensive line of the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that's, that's first and foremost. But if you're going to talk about who's to blame on the Cowboys, I mean, the blame goes all around. Um, I think that the stars didn't step up. The all pros didn't play as all pros, you know, uh, their, their offensive line didn't push it like at the push they're supposed to get, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard didn't, you know, miss tackles. They usually miss. I think everybody just kind of didn't play their best. Um, and I think that's kind of, you know, like what, again, we were talking about with, you know, what Stephen A. Smith was saying, this is just, 
you just have to kind of understand what you see. You know, it's amazing that they got Dak Prescott, but they didn't plan for Dak Prescott. He kind of fell into their laps. So whatever team they've formed already is is kind of had the foundations of whatever Jerry Jones created back in when you know, 2010, 2011. So it's just it's a team that has bad foundations. You know, it's a, a, an older offensive line. They get hurt all the time. They're not playing at their best. You know. It's just uh, a team that's kind of fallen apart at the at the at the seams. So no matter how game how many games they win, how good Dak Prescott played, because I do believe he probably played the best football I've seen played all season. You know, at the beginning part of the year, but you know that doesn't matter. You know, you got to play the best when it matters for that one game for four games in a row to win a Super Bowl, and that's uh what they they consistently showed they would not be able to do when the game mattered they stunk and that's what happened today i mean uh, so who's the blame on sunday rob so. who's the blame everybody everybody man. give me someone I mean, the coach rob. come on the co- i mean i'll say mccarthy but it's hard because it's his first year i could say it's the gm because they you know they went for michael parsons who didn't show up in a big game um you know i could say it's the you know, the coaching staff because they didn't prepare their players. And I could say it's the players because they didn't show up. I honestly believe top to bottom, um, this, this, this team has bad leadership and uh, starts the coach and, and right on through the locker room. So. so if you can define their entire season and, and remnants of, of whatever postseason they make, right? And if you wanted to summarize what the Cowboys have been about for one play, that last play was it. They're, they're, they're brave. You know, they uh, when, when, you know, sometimes they're behind and when it's time to cowboy up, they do. They do. And and, and they had this momentum and then this this a big snowball rolling down the hill gets bigger and bigger. You think it's going to become this unstoppable thing. And then when it's their turn to re- reach up and grab that brass ring to the next level, albeit going to the playoffs or going to the next round, maybe, you know, NFC championship game, people talking all that shit about that. It slips through their fingers. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a first take thing and this is, I'm not, I'm not trying to plug Stephen A all the time because this is our own show. We got our own shit, but some way, somehow when it counts, just wait, they will let you down that play. That quarterback um, sneak, first of all, was was a, was an extremely silly call to make, because when you slide, you're gonna have ten seconds. Um, that referee was moving. I mean, there, there's been a lot of complaints about the referee and not not you know he had to spot the ball and this and that. And, and for me, my answer is twofold. Okay, first of all. I don't know how faster you wanted that guy to go. That guy literally split the tackle between the center, uh, um, Dak Prescott, and whoever the left the left tackle or left guard was. He he literally had to had to bully his way through and respot that ball. So I ain't blaming no referee. Okay. Second of all, you are a professional football player. If you're and you, they are professional coaches. All right, these guys are not waiting fucking tables at night, Rob. Okay, and moonlighting coaching. If you're gonna call a quarterback draw. You have to know as a coach that the, that you don't get to spot the ball. You don't spot the ball. The referee does. The referee does. Any decent professional player, and we've seen Aaron Rodgers do it. We've seen so many, so many um high IQ players. And I'm just gonna say medium level IQ. It doesn't even, it doesn't even require high level IQ to do this. We've seen them slide. We see them stay in bounds, and the first thing they do, what do they do, Rob? 
they throw the ball to the ref and they set up as fast as possible. The ref has a clear path. Don't have to uh, weed through the line of scrimmage. He plants, boom, tick. You got one second and you got a shot at the end zone. You know, they didn't get, I mean, there's, there's no question. The question isn't uh, who got robbed. Did they get robbed? No, because even if they get that, there's no guarantee that they, they hit a Hail Mary, right? They're still down by six, and that team might, might even miss the extra point. So um, long spiel, because I had to get this out of my system, and this is, you know, we ain't got to talk about them pretty much ever again for the rest of, at least forever for the rest of the season. Who's the blame? It's the San Francisco 49ers, man. This guy, Shanahan, took the tools he had. This guy's healthy. This guy's all right. Took the tools he had and stretched them to the maximum of their capacity. Who's player of the game, Rob? Say it with me. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> player of the game. Debo Samuel. Yeah, but yeah. That I mean, man Debo's ran. Been... He caught all-purpose yards. Um, and I, I give. I say they were the reason the Cowboys lost because they got the lead. They got the turnovers they wanted. And when they got a turnovers, turnovers, they scored on said turnovers. And then when they had a lead and this dude Garoppolo was throwing interceptions and this and that, the coach said, okay, hey, take the rest of the day off. We're going to play defense. We're going to run the ball. And it will take a miracle for them to win this game. Very well coached game. He got ahead. Um, and I know the Cowboys had some bad breaks, but they had a bad break too, right? I mean, on fourth down, the, that that quarterback sneak, they got the first down, but were called there was a pre-snap penalty, right? False start, so they forced them to punt it. So uh, if they they get that, right? We're not even having this conversation about Dak Dak Prescott. That's a wrap, <laughs> okay? So to answer that question, um, who's the blame? Yeah, McCarthy. Uh, not, I mean, I don't even. I'm not gonna call him a bad coach. I just don't see his presence. I don't see his coaching right. presence. I don't. If he if he wasn't there, we wouldn't even know. If he wasn't there on the sideline, no one would be asking. Anyone seen anyone seen McCarthy? <laughs> well, I gotta say this. You know, like as much as and I, I do this too. As much as I like harp on uh, how bad McCarthy is, and I don't think he was the right decision, but I do think he was probably the best choice at that time right. for a professional coach. And that's what they needed. They needed someone that wasn't a. Uh, a, a guy from in the organization you gotta remember they were coming from jason garrett you know what i mean like they gotta move on from a guy that was within the organization a, a very professional coach and i believe that's what mccarthy is and i think he'll be here next season because they went 13-3 you know they did really well 12-5 oh, yeah 12-5 yeah but and i agree they, I, they not a whole a lot of coaches season. are gonna have that team finish 12-5 right i mean so and i i still think that they overachieved well overachieved for not only the amount of injuries they had um but you know for the competition that they they could have uh, uh played down to you know that's it's that's a thing too so um yeah i mean i think that they're just without playoff experience and if you can key it up to that um then yeah i think they'll be there next season i think they have a great chance of being successful because if they have all the pieces they're healthy you know, their defense looks scary and their offense is just like unstoppable. They have so many weapons. So, yeah, um, you just kind of have to, you know, piece together a couple offensive line pieces in the draft and, and you get rolling. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's that bad, but it's just kind of funny how um, quick fans are to just like talking about Josh Allen being, uh, you know, better than, than Patrick Mahomes. That's 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 that's, that's crazy talk. 
But um, yeah, you know, I'm a Buffalo Bills moment, fan. I ain't know? even gonna say that. I'm a Buffalo Bills yeah. fan. I'm a lifelong Bills fan. And uh, whoever says that is out of their mind. You ain't gotta worry about. Listen, you ain't gotta worry about Buffalo Bill fans saying this is our defining moment. You're not gonna worry about Buffalo Bills fans saying, "Oh, we are now ready to launch." We're not, you're not gonna look at Buffalo Bill fans and say, "I think we're going to the Super Bowl." You're not one right. Buffalo Bill fans unless he's he's. He's wearing like that. Even that guy right wearing now. the denim. Remember that guy wearing a denim jacket and like the Buffalo Bill socks or whatever. Maybe that guy. That guy thinks Super Bowl every year. But we are realistic. <laughs> we're not. We're not. The reason why people hate the Cowboys is not because we hate Dak Prescott. This is a class act. It's class personified. I mean, every fan yes. says we're going to the Super Bowl. Yes. Every fan says we're going to win. It's nauseating, every game, dude. Beat every team. And- we're the best team of all time. Have you seen our team? Trust me, I know. Did you just open so your mouth a little like, bit right now? I mean, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's just what it is. So, know? yeah, so I kind of delight when when people are annoying, but I'm not an animal. I'm not an evil person. Okay, I'm not a. Uh, I mean, Stephen A. Smith. If you saw that video, that compilation video with all the people crying and him laughing like like a witch, that is some Schadenfreude shit right there. I have a soft spot for these people now because I see someone's emotion and how bad they want it, Rob. And I actually have some pictures. Let me sh- let me show you, actually. It's right here. I'm sad for that woman. That woman, wa- that woman wanted that for her team in a bad way. What's next? That dude, who is not going to be sad for that guy? You, you know? <laughs> all right, maybe not him. We're going to skip him, all right? Oh, God. Oh, good Lord. That is some, yo, that is some general hospital shit right there, dude. That is some Hollywood shit right there, dude. I'm, <laughs> all right. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess we literally closed the door on them, at least for this season. But I think you're right. I think if they can have 80% or 70% of the culture and like everybody being all in, like the Tampa Bay Bucks are. Because I still pick Tampa Bay to win. They're missing all these people. And and I, I don't know, maybe Rodgers. I mean, with all those people, can they survive Rodgers? I mean, we could talk about that later too. But um, if Dallas is in on that, on that, not even on that same level, I think they could win 13 games next year. I think they could win 13 or 14 games next year, you know? And they'll feast on the East again, right? The East ain't going to do shit. Joe Judge gone, right? Uh, Eagles, Jalen Hurts yeah, probably going to need rebuild. another year. Washington, rebuild. Washington's a team rebuild. without a name. That's a, that's a quarterback that named after a muffler. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, who wouldn't want to be in that division right now, right? <laughs> so true. So I right, slam shut the door on them. Just th- I'm gonna roll out some numbers. Dak Prescott, twenty three or forty three, two hundred and fifty four yards, a pick, and a, and um and a touchdown. Um, Garoppolo. 16 to 25, one pick, no touchdowns. Again, this, this was a team that was like, we don't need to beat ourselves to beat this team. And that was why my answer was, the, the reason why the Cowboys lost was because of, was because of a, a very, very intelligently coached team that had some tools and max them, and maximized them. You know, we both agree anything, than their, anything other than their maximum effort would have been a loss. So, you know, you agree? Yeah. Yep. All right, so cool. Let's go to our our second topic. This is topic two, people. The NFL pick six is gone, and the fans have actually absolutely housed us. <laughs> so we got so mad that the fans housed us. We're not doing fans for the playoffs. Right now, it's going to be me and Rob. It's going to be mano a mano. We're going to call this the consolation bowl, all right? Rob was four and two last week. I was five and one. 
I picked the Cowboys. That's what I get. I would have been six and zero. Rob, you had a um, you finished forty six and forty two. I finished fifty and thirty eight. The fans have finished 49-31. Congratulations to all of the people, Taylor Crab, Sean Ledig, uh, like all of our volleyball people who came through, our, my, my entertainment people. Thank you so much for coming through. With that being said, we go to pick six to Rob and Jason's pick four. Let's go with the first game, ben- Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think I just think the, the, the Bengals are going to win this game. Although, you know, the Titans are a good, tough team. Um, I'm going to be at home, you know, first playoff game. I just don't think, you know, they're that type of playoff team. Um, they're not in that type of playoff atmosphere. You know, the the cold weather force you to run the ball all the time. You know, it's going to be a bit of a shootout. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Bengals. Okay. I'm going with the Titans, but I will say this. If the Bengals win this, uh, then it's a bandwagon that, I'd be willing to ride all the way to the Super Bowl. This is the number one seed playing their best football at the right time, right? They got they got their star, their feature running back back. Tannehill has um, done a good job. Mike Vrabel's a very, a very highly capable coach. Um, and for all those reasons, I'm going with the Titans. I think it's going to be a blowout. And if I'm wrong, probably because the Bengals will win, will win, well, you know, will win a closer game. Um, let's go Niners versus Packers. I'm going to go first. Um, Niners playing with house money maximized everything that they had to beat the Dallas Cowboys. But what they did was show to show Green Bay a blueprint on how they can be beat. And Green Bay um, has very good coaching. Matt LaFleur has never lost, never won less than 12 games all three of his seasons. Uh, their defense is, is um, stout. And even on their worst day, they've been but not break. They're, they have the best quarterback in the league who should be MVP. Um, yeah, so with the blueprint and the tools to, to do it, uh, and you're probably going to be a lot shorter than me on this one. I'm going with the Packers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers. I think it's just going to be uh, too much. And um, I think the defense of the Packers has gotten so great, like so much better this year. Um, they're going to put up enough defense. And, uh, yeah, they're going to do great. So, okay. yeah, I'm going to have to go I- with the – Packers, right? Yeah. All right, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby McGee, we got Rams at the Bucks. You're going to go first on this one. Um, oof. Good game, man. This might be this. This might it be the a feature. Good game. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say because um, I thought the Cardinals just kind of threw a dud out there. I, I didn't even think that was a competitive game. So it's hard to tell what the Rams are going to bring. You know, week to week, and I always think that consistency is going to, you know, make a tough game. But uh, I just think the the Buccaneers are playing great football. You know, um, so I'm going to go with the Bucks, and I think it's going to be a close game, uh, mildly close game, but, you know, 28-14, you know. Yeah. Hey, yeah, the so. Bucks have already shown that they can deal with quarterbacks who have sh- stronger arms, right? I mean, Jalen Hurts is actually even a little bit more mobile than Matthew Stafford, which makes us imagine how how Hurts would have been if he were actually the quarterback for the Rams, but he isn't. Matthew Stafford's a quarterback for the Rams. And he played what I would describe affectionately referred to as well enough. And well enough isn't going to be is, is not going to win this game. I got the Bucks. Uh, last game, Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll go first. Rob, keep it, McLean, McLean. I have only picked against my Bills one time this whole season, and I lost. I lost. I picked the Patriots, no less. The biggest betrayal for any any Buffalo Bills fan. They they asked me to turn in my hat. In fact. And I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. They 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 played Kansas City last year, and it was a game that they could have won, but the wheels came off. They played Kansas City this year, and they they 
It was a close game, and then they ran away at the end. Like, like we know these no two scores are alike, right? It was like thirty-eight to twenty-four, something like that. But we know they they got some scores at the end. So it was always it was always one of those things, especially for Bills fans, where we're like, don't find a way to lose this. Um, they play well on the road. I mean, yep, I go I go Bills. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna go with the Chiefs. Uh, I think they're just playing their best ball, and um, you know their defense is kind of made to take out quarterbacks, you know? Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're covering everything. I really like the way their defense is playing. And then Patrick Mahomes, you know, doing his thing now. You know, I just it, – it's kind of funny. You almost think maybe they did that on purpose in the beginning, you know, kind of challenge him and, and put some complex stuff out there to force him to kind of, like, buckle down a bit because he, he was playing pretty loose and, and uh, almost too loose. And, yeah. you know, a lot of interceptions. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's full throttle right now, and I just don't think again there's a better quarterback in the league. So yeah. he's definitely going to win this game for them. <laughs> do you think the way they're playing right now? Do you see them going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, then think about you know who they're going to play after this. You know, between the, the Bengals and, and Bengals, the, yeah. you know, I just don't think there's there's much of a challenge. I think the Bengals win that game. It's like very 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 small percentage they're going to go to the Super Bowl because you know they're every win they have like they were even saying you know it's like almost an underdog thing now they're going on the road twice they'd have to win on the road to, to go to the Super Bowl I just don't see that so yeah uh, just for the matchups that that could happen after right know. yeah I um yep I agree I agree and I'll leave it at that you got a good mic drop and I'm gonna shut up um let's go to topic three we're going to the UFC um, everybody keeps saying that the UFC is back this week, and I and I'm like, wait. The fact of the matter is, there was an event last week, and it wasn't particularly star driven. But if you stuck around to watch the main event, Rob, oh my God, Chikatsi and um, Calvin Qatar, a f- an absolute five round. Giga. Yes. There was no Giga kick. Where was the Giga kick? It was I don't just know. Punch, Maybe... punch, 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 punch. Do you think he was scared of the takedown? Because Qatar is more like you know, he's a he's a complete fighter. I just think that, uh, you know, they did a whole, like, I'm the best boxer, you know, you're the best boxer kind of thing. Um, and, and they just went at it with the hands, and they thought they were better than the other guy. And Calvin Qatar is just clearly the quicker, faster, you know, more technical striker when it comes yeah. to uh, How about that jab, dude? Yeah. That jab was a real thing, dude. That jab That's dictated the whole mean. the whole pace of the fight. In fact, I haven't seen a jab that good probably since George St. Pierre and Josh Koscheck, right? I mean, it's a, it's a highly undervalued thing in mixed martial arts because you're thinking about eight points like elbows, knees, feet, hands or whatever, and this and that. And this guy for five yeah. rounds just was like, I think you mentioned something a few weeks ago. It's not about your reach. It's about how, um, knowing how to use it. Yeah, using your reach, yeah. He slipped in, man. He was, it was, it was, the judges said 50 to 45. Yeah, I agree. I'll go with that. I could go with that one. Um, Crazy that nobody got, you know, finished in that fight. Yeah. Five-round display of heart, times. man. Five-round display of heart. I mean, I mean, we're doing our match of the year, man. Too bad this one's January because, you know, people are quick to forget. All right? But now let's sure. talk about the double main event. We got UFC 270 coming up this weekend. The heavy, the heaviest weight division and the lightest weight division are going to be on full mm-hmm. display, showcasing the best of best of each weight class. So... Rob, let's pour through the, the, the double main event, and then we'll do like a radar thing, like a match to watch on our radar, right? And I'll make sure I'll pull it up for, for our, our followers who have the video version of us to, to check it out. So sure. who you got for um, Davis and Figueiredo and Brandon Moreno? 
in this just amazing trilogy bringing people up to speed the first one was right. a draw it was so good they had a rematch and moreno won by submission oh. and davis and figueredo didn't have to cut weight i just saw a picture he didn't he's he's almost he's right there <laughs> he got it he got it training who do you got i <clears throat> i don't know man i mean i think this is going to be a, a, a another I don't think it's going to be a great fight. I think it's going to just kind of be a, you know, a slugfest. Um, but I just think Moreno is a better technical fighter. You know, I think he, he may not have all the the talents that, that Figueredo has, but, um, you know, he goes in there. He has a different mindset about it. He's not, as we were saying before about the football player, about being, you know, too loose. You know, being loose is great, but you also need to have some focus and some direction. And I think Figueroa has just zero direction in there. He's just kind of like, I'll react to what you do, but I, I won't put pressure on you. And Moreno is like, okay, well, I'm going to do what I do then. And, um, yeah, I mean, can Moreno lose a fight? Absolutely. And I think that that's what makes it interesting. But I just don't see that um, situation happening, you know, where Moreno puts himself in a bad uh bad uh, you know a bad uh exchange and and he loses that exchange and then continues to do bad things to where Figueroa can figure out how to finish him i just don't see that happening yeah so i'm gonna have to go with moreno on that one and i do too and i do too and i'll tell you why it's that figurado if they just had a if he had a game plan and executed that and had his plan be in plan Z, plan C, and for five rounds executed that play, that, that whatever, sooner or later the constant pressure of just being technical and intelligent would be enough to smother uh, Moreno and win by decision or or maybe even like just have the ref say he's seen enough. But F F Davison Figueredo is too much of what we call a man. I'm sound, I sound sexist by saying this, but at some point they're going to exchange, right? And he's going to, he's going to, he's going to, he's, it's the same thing's gonna happen. He's gonna be like, I'm not gonna be the first one to fall. Let's go. And you can't fuck with the Mexicans, dude. <laughs> you know, you can't mess with the Mexican dudes, man. Well, you can't. Sorry. No, it's it, it's that, but it's also you know, like the age old saying where if you're gonna try to beat somebody with strength and power, there's always gonna be somebody a little bit stronger and more powerful. You yeah. Know? Like that's just what it is. You know. So people cannot say or say what they want about Brandon Moreno, but he's clearly shown that he can, you know, stun and stop Figueroa uh, where um, he doesn't want to exchange like that. And that's really what happens is, you know, about second, third round in the fight, you know, you see uh, Figueroa on his back foot all the time because he can't really, you know, stun Moreno or when he does, he kind of doesn't follow up on it. So it's just like, that's what I mean is like eventually he's just fighting a very simple fight, very skillful fighter, very unbelievable fighter, but he's just fighting a, a, a lower, I don't want to say IQ fight, but he's just fighting a, you know, a less interesting fight yeah. to be honest. And I mean, and the MMA fans, they get what you're saying. You're not trying to cast any aspersions on, on anyone's intelligence, right? We do, we do, do yeah. we both agree the champion and the number one contender are the best two in the division right now. Are these, are these oh, the best two guys in the division? Uh, in fact, Absolutely. with the separation. Absolutely. Yep. Going with you on that one. Let's go Let's go to the main event. We both got Moreno. Let's go to the main event. We got Francis Ngannou, who's the current champ, going against the interim champ. I believe undefeated Cyril Gunn. Um I'm going to go first. 
you got somebody that can stand in the pocket like Cyril Ghan that can take a hit. You got someone who's probably not going to get into that slugfest with him. I picked Ghan because even if he gets hit, it's not like going to be this autopilot where he has to hit back and lose to someone that can drop a pickup truck with one or two shots, right? I mean, that's Ngannou, right? Factor into it that as good as Ngannou's conditioning has gotten over the last uh, the last few fights, I mean, he looked terrific against Stipe. He looked like he could have done that. He looked like he could have done that all five rounds. He didn't look like the oxygen and the burn was going to slow down, was going to like fatigue his muscles. That was ridiculous. So I had to highlight that before I would say Gan's best gas tank is better. Um, but it is better. At the end of the day, as good as, as Gan has gotten, Gan's, uh, Cyril Gan's gas tank is better. He has more tools in the toolbox. That fight goes on the ground. I, I don't think he's going to be doing a wrestler's, a wrestler's like dominant position and giving them nuggies. I think, I think Gan's going to go for submissions. And I don't think anyone, I don't think Nganu has seen anyone with this man's submission capability at this, at this, at this whatever. I mean, you'd have to go back to Fabricio Verduminus in their prime. Anyone whose last name is Noguera, right? And of course, Frank Mir, who, who doesn't just submit people, he breaks things, right? So, and those people don't, uh, with respect to those legends, probably first ballot Hall of Famers, how many of those people actually have the strike, striking ability as well as the submission game and wrestling is gone? Gone is just, are we, am I a prisoner of the moment, Rob? You, you, I'm, the floor is yours. Pick, but I want you to. I want you to tell me if I'm just. I'm just seeing what I see, and I'm a little I think, biased. I mean, I think I am too, because I definitely think this fight's going to be a lot more competitive <laughs> than uh, I think it. Than it might actually be. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, th I think honestly, um, there's two ways that this fight goes. You know, it either goes. Ninganu's way, which is stand up, and he does. He shows what he did against Stipe, which is that um, Stipe uh, couldn't take him down, and when he tried to take him down, he punished him. You know, and that's all Ninganu has to do is has to touch somebody with his hands. You know, that's what we all have to realize. It's like you can touch somebody anywhere. It could be a it could be a body shot. It could be a head shot. It could be anything. You know, so. And if he comes out with that aggression, you know, uh, on being a defensive fighter so that he can be an offensive fighter like he did against Stipe. Um, and, and granted, Stipe is not much bigger than Gan. You know, I mean, he, he's about the same size. So, you know, the same thing physically could happen is where Gan could shoot and he can really just muscle him out of the way. Um, my issue is Gan's gone and him. Uh, if if Francis doesn't understand that he's trying to get him to clinch, because I believe that that's Francis's uh, big weakness is that um, he hasn't really had to have a clinch game and doesn't really know how to work in close and tight like that. Yeah. Um, he's improved, but I yeah, mean, but I mean, to what you end? Know, and and but these are the weaknesses, you know. What what can you do? Okay, I got to get inside on a guy because he he can he can hit some haymakers, but um, but up close, you know, it kind of stunts his power. <clears throat> if game, you know, if Gon's able to do that, he's going to be able to take him down. So I think there's just levels to it, and, and you know, Gon's an experienced guy. He's they've had almost what a year now to or six months now to. Because they knew before that fight was going to, you know, before Gon's last two fights that, you know, Gon, he wins two, he can get to the title fight. And uh, I think they've been preparing for this fight for a while, both of them. Um, so you're going to see a very 
high level chess match. Who do I have? I really think it's going to be uh, uh, Nganu, um, to be honest. Yeah, I okay. think uh, we're going to see that, you know, he's just an athletic freak. Um, and again, all he has to do is swing, which I, I say this about Derek Lewis is all you got to do is swing. Um, and you'll have a lot more wins. Um, I think Ngannou's in the perfect position where people have to come after him. God has to come after him. And, and right. third, fourth round, I'm saying fourth, maybe maybe end of the fourth, early fifth. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be an exchange in there that that, that has to happen, you know. Yeah. Um, and he and has, we'll see. And Ngannou you know, we'll has it. touching power for all pretty much all five rounds, yeah. right? There's a reason why people yeah. are going to sit through all five rounds. Like, remember when Stipe yeah. beat him? Like, uh, mm-hmm. five, uh, I think 4-1 to one or 5-0. The whole match, nobody left because they they thought if he was going to get up that one and shot, then he did get up, and he did get up, and he hit him once or twice, and then he yeah. you know they got him back down. And again, that's the thing. Like, it, it, I thought that Stipe did a very um, you know rushed kind of tr- trying to take down a Nagano. If 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 uh, if a gun can kind of work a takedown you know and, and slowly get him to the ground and, and 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 get him into a position he probably hasn't worked on wrestling he probably hasn't worked he's probably worked on a lot of defense and a lot of but i'm sure that that weakness is still there is where you know you can kind of just manhandle him on the ground at, for for a little bit and that's the only time again you've ever seen his cardio being tested all of the times when he's on his feet you know he looks like like you said that like he can do that for five rounds he can be yeah. athletic and, and explosive for five rounds so yeah. That's scary. So, uh, and again, with the takedown and all that, that's first two rounds, maybe three rounds max. After that, there's no takedown. There's no, especially with guys that's going to be standing, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be standing. Yeah. Well, didn't we see a glimpse of Ngannou's wrestling? I remember Stipe went for a leg and then the way he reversed, swung around and then like, like hit him from behind. All of us went. I know. What I just like, happened? <laughs> All right, so give me one match on your radar. We're going to move on to our next topic, but um, here's a, a little shot of the pay-per-view. Okay, we got the top yeah, two I mean, right here, right? <clears throat> um, this is the one I like, Cody Stam- Stamen and Nurmagomedov. I mean, we I, we all think Nurmagomedov is going to win, but Cody is – yo, Cody's, um, Cody's a gamer, man. That's the match I want to watch. Well, if that's yours, and I have one in the early prelims I actually want to watch is Giles and uh, and Morales. Um, that thing that 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 looks really dope. So nice. I'm gonna i enjoy that that fight. I believe. Nice, cool, man, hundred percent. So, all right, so that closes the door in MMA at least for now. Maybe we'll do a little bit more on quick question. Um, but moving on, my man, we are going to move on to my favorite topic to shame or not to shame <laughs> don't miss this up jay <laughs> shame 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 all right rob so here we go. We got our minute. <clears throat> Rob, to shame or not to shame, topic number one. We have two topics today for to shame or not to shame. Dak Prescott in a press conference responded to a question as to whether he knew that fans were throwing trash at the refs. And his response was, credit to them. 
McLean, you're first. Shame or shame or no shame? Yeah, I mean that's totally shame. I mean Dak <laughs> Prescott and the team got completely destroyed all night long by the 49ers. It had nothing to do with the rips, and uh, they had 14 penalties. You know, you can take four of those maybe. Ten penalties is still inexcusable. You know, uh, and that's a playoff game. That's a playoff team. You know, and and their strength being offense. So I just think it goes to show that. Again, that the leadership in that locker room is just non-existent, and uh, there's nobody really to step up to kind of, you know, right that ship. And again, it could have been the coach, but that's a lot to put on a coach. You know, it takes time. It takes you know nurturing of of, of team captains that um, you know will be your your guys in the locker room. But yeah, just a really tough. Um, uh, really tough to see because you know Dak Prescott. You always think the best of him. You always think the best of, of people, but in those situations, you never really uh, say the right thing. So yeah, Rob, I gotta go. I'm with you on this. I gotta go. Shame and and there's a pretty simple reason why. Accountability is the epitome of maturity. If you know that the referee has to spot the ball and not you and the referee has to weave through you guys to spot the ball, and you blame the ref for taking two seconds off of your clock, you can't say credit to the fans. That's that's Bush League. And you, there's an element of forgiveness because he's in the game, and he just came from the game, and he speaks with a level of self-honesty. And, and yeah, I think if I were in that position, I'd be like, man, I just want to throw something at the ref too. And, but... With that being said, if they want to talk all that shit about gladiators in the arena, or if you don't know what we've been through, you can't talk. If we don't know what you've been through, and if you're there, then be there. If you're that guy, right? And if you're you're this professional player, this professional athlete, then be that guy. Don't be like, don't go to the fans and say you don't you don't know, you don't understand. No, we do understand. We understand you're a professional. All right. And I know this is in the United States of America. I know the word accountability is not a, a healthy thing to talk about because this is a nation full of finger pointers. Let's just face it. But ownership, like, man, I wish that was a mistake on our part and a big mistake. And it, and, and it might have cost us a shot at the end zone because I'm not saying cost them the game. I mean, at, at, at what point were they even leading? Right. <laughs> they don't cost them the game. So, all right. Topic and two. Delusional to cowboy fan. Oh, my God. All right, to shame and not to shame, Djokovic gets removed or ousted from the Australian Open. Um, shame on Djokovic or shame on Australia? I mean, you don't need a honestly, whole minute for this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just uh, shame on both of them. You know, I think that the communication could have been a lot more clear. And I think that, you know, maybe they had a point that, you know, he had a, maybe had a faulty or false documents that they're not trying to, you know, put out there. So, it is what it is. Um, I just think they could have been a lot more clear to each other to avoid bad PR. Let's just keep it like that. Nice. We're going to all put this in a minute. I think it's a shame on, not on Djokovic, but for whoever's in charge of that. I mean, we both know Djokovic ain't filling out no forms. They just tell him, sign here. He's like, sign over here, boom, and that's what it is. That's, that's what you get for being a, a rock star and one of the original gangsters of tennis, all right? So um, shame on his people. 
Because there's a document that asks if he's been in another country besides his home country within 14 days. And I think he was in Serbia, like I think like 12 days or whatever. And it is nitpicking, but it is the rules. And there was a, a lesser ranked tennis that got disqualified from the tournament too. So big, um, no shame for tennis for actually not having a double standard, even though sometimes double standards are necessary for the sport, but not, you know, not for the sake of, I don't know, there was a principal thing. And I'm glad, I'm glad that, Australia and tennis got together and stuck by that, you know? So, and that's it. <clears throat> so, Rob, we have next topic coming up. Turn off my key. This is Rob's favorite. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Quick Question. Robbie, quick question. Are the Splash Brothers back? Yes or no? Oh, no, not yet. Not okay. yet. I say no, but keep looking. <laughs> uh, quick question. Will Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes meet in the Super Bowl? Um, uh, I'll go first. No. I think it's Titans I, or the Bills. I, I, think, I, I think so. I think so. Okay. But I do think Rodgers goes. I think I think Rodgers is has to be the one to push Brady off the cliff here. Quick questions: The Jets have not been to the playoffs since the 2010 season. Do you see a path where they make the playoffs next season or the one after that? Yes or no? Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, uh. No. Uh. The Jets. No. Nah, I can't see that. I mean, they. Yeah, I, I don't. They don't have enough talent on their roster. Sorry, I was thinking about somebody else. You're thinking of the the boys in blue, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Gang Green. Your your team's nickname is Gang Green. That's all you need to know, man. The no, no, no. Okay. Cut them off. Yes. Cut them off. Just give them the chop. <laughs> um, as my Jewish friend says in New York, just give them the chop. Um, Gino Smith arrested for DUI. Is he done in the NFL? Yeah, probably. Me too. I don't know how many. He's got more chances than Lindsay Lohan in court, man. And I think that he just blew his last one. Panthers has no intention of trading McCarthy. Uh, good move on their part. Or should they Absolutely. just get a bunch he's of a, cash? He's for... a stud. He's a stud. No, he's a stud football player. They just got to yeah. let him get healthy and use him the right way. Keep keep McCaffrey. Um, yeah, keep... Um, McCaffrey, yeah. Yeah, keep McCaffrey. And... Still got a, a quarterback issue, but that's not the question. So let's move on. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, 36, still, still wants to play. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, I mean, Frank Gore played till whatever, and he wasn't even doing very well. So, I mean, thumbs up to him. Make him make, make his money and do what he wants to do. But I think they're going to probably outlaw that sometime soon because, you know, I'm sure he's got some sort of CTE. Yeah. Um, he's run, he running hard. I uh, mean, me personally, I say thumbs up, but like in the in the in the broader scope of things, and what's right for his health in this this way, uh, and and for the people who who recognize a legacy, you know, some people stick stick around longer, and their legacy is more like diluted. Um, yeah. I go thumbs down. If I gotta choose one, thumbs down. Sorry, sorry, Adrian. Um, which game this weekend put a big <laughs> smile on your face? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'll say the Dallas and the um, and Forty Niners, but just because you know, I really thought the Forty Niners are, are such an under um, underappreciated team, you know, and and 
they got to play on one of the biggest stages and they beat them up all game long, you know, just like a, a real playoff team should, you know, up front first. And, and yeah, they just did it the right way. So it was great to see. No doubt. Um, quick question. Can the Bengals win the Super Bowl if they can beat the Titans? No, I think every game for them is just an underdog game. So uh, I, can they win the Super Bowl? Sure. But I think every game for them is just going to take more and more and more out of them. So um, right. I think they, they win this week against the, the Titans, uh, but they lose the next week against uh, right. probably Green Bay. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I go no. I think they know they're the house money team, and they know they got a quarterback who's the engine I thought he could. But at the end of the day, uh, um, all, all around coaching schemes and, and talent wins, and they just don't have enough talent. But the kids are all right, huh, Chase? And Burrow, the kids, I mean, they haven't seen anything like that since Dalton and A.J. AJ Green. I mean, even the dog agrees with that one. <clears throat> um, quick question. Is Jalen Hurts still the man for the Eagles? Sorry, is Jalen, quick question. Is Jalen Hurts still the man for the Eagles? Um, No. I, I think they're going to move on from him, and uh, they're going to pitch some, some decent players uh some, some some of the quarterbacks that are coming out this year, like a Matt Corral or a, a Kenny Pickett. Nice. I say yes. I, I think yeah. I think he'll get some tools. I think he'll get he'll have a um, a running back. What maybe people can remember their names. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he's 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 the best guy for the job uh, for the Eagles at least for now. No one there's no one else on the horizon right now. Um, quick question: Should McCarthy lose his job? I'll go first on this one. Um, I say no. Twelve wins is a real thing. This is this is a huge debacle, and and if, and at the end of the day, we know that the the coach has to fall on that sword. But he felt, and the way he fell on that sword, he, it was like a little bee, you know, complaining about the referees. I don't like that either. But and that should that that kind of thing, that lack of accountability, should get you fired. But no, I think he deserves, he gets one more season with the guys uninjured. Absolutely, yeah. I think <laughs> you just gotta you gotta see what you got, you know. Um, yeah, McCarthy. I think he's got at least another year or two. Um, uh, you know, hopefully they get more out of Zeke. You know, I think that's 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 the big deal is like tailoring your team to get more out of your running backs. You know, and that makes everything easy. Nice, cool. Well, that concludes quick question. But ladies and gentlemen, before we go, big up Cincinnati winning their first playoff game since 1990. Boomer Esiason was the quarterback. The Bills and the Giants were in the Super Bowl. I was joining the United States Army. <laughs> I was being born and, or I was a year old. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith had a hairline. <laughs> Rob's like, hey, let's lay off the hair, okay? <laughs> Rob, is there anything you would like to tell our general audience before we leave this place but never their presence? Uh, you know, just stay happy and healthy, yo. Stay happy, stay healthy. Rob's got a lot of love. And hey, even Hater J, I got some love. Happy New Year. Glad you got over COVID. I ain't trying to air your laundry out there, but I know I know it's pretty nasty about and it's one of those things where and here you are in your back, you know. So um love and respect to you and your family, of course. Miranda, who's my, my, my sound technician, who's going to be joining us at some point. Got some big episodes coming up this week. Got a couple of medical professionals. We're going to talk some fun, have some fun. But for now, for all of you watching, for all of you at home, from my man Rob, keep it McLean McLean.
I'm Jason Debilius. We're out of here. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Angel. You're going to love what you hear.